0: and i'm jen northington and this is tar valen or bust a wheel of time podcast what is real is not real what is not real is real flesh is a dream and dreams
1: have flesh (laughs) Gross. (laughs) super creepy and weird and gross but i love it because it really sets the tone for these
0: chapters You're right. You're just right. We are rereading the books of the Wheel of Time series in advance of the TV show Adaptations release. We're talking about our favorite and not-so-favorite moments and digging into all things Wheel of Time. And I don't think we have any pre-discussion notes right Mm -mm. now. Rafe Judkins is apparently doing something at Comic-Con at home, but we're just going to get straight into these chapters because, boy... Did a lot happen. So good. These chapters are so good. Yeah. Yeah. These right. are also the most dream-focused chapters I think we've had, which is saying something. But I feel like you every so? single chapter, dreams played a role. I mean, we'll we'll talk about it. We'll talk okay. about it.
1: Okay. Okay. Because I actually felt they took a little bit more of a backseat this time. Well, They're, they were
0: ever-present, but... Yeah. I think maybe we're coming at it from different angles and that we are both right. Okay. Actually. Okay. okay. Let's let's kick this off where yeah.
1: we are with Perrin.
0: You, the <laughs> way you say that
1: is not fair.
0: It's not fair. It's not fair. I know.
1: You are correct. It's not <laughs> fair. It's habit. It's habit. I'm sorry, Perrin. It's okay. My apologies. <laughs> I'll accept your (laughs) apologies on behalf of Perrin. (laughs) Um, And they are kind of just getting into Ilion. Uh, He's on the boat. There's this line that made me laugh because he's like looking at all of the stuff around him and all these like fisher people and tanning and all this stuff. And he says it was not that he had any real interest in ships or fishing boats or tanning yards or even very much in the birds. I was like, same, bro. <laughs> Let's get to the point. <laughs> uh, he's just kind of like ruminating about Fail or Zareen as he insists on calling her in a her way that. Her name is
0: really... Fail, bro. Right? I like, told really you. Her name like, Fail.
1: I don't understand why they're being so weird about I know why he's being weird about her name. I don't know why. He... As per usual, later Moiraine is being weird about her name. It doesn't make sense.
0: I um, I will say this chapter felt like 100% about... So we already had this weird Perrin-Moiraine dynamic. Mm-hmm. Now we have like a weird Moiraine-Fayil dynamic. Like it's so strange. Apparently the two of them are in some kind of cold war and all of the like sailors are afraid to talk around them and like lan is like sitting in a corner laughing and perrin is like having random thoughts about birds to try to distract himself yeah and he'll, he'll come out on deck like it's just a whole
1: weird it's weird situation. to give one it's weird to put that much power in fail's hands yeah when Moiraine we like she's Aes Sedai she has all this like stature and composure and I could understand why they might be afraid of her or find her off-putting. Sure. Fail doesn't make sense to me in the way that she is presented. No. In terms of this reaction. Yeah yeah
0: yeah right like why is it such a big deal? I don't know it's weird I hate it like yeah. I just feel like the Perrin Moiraine dynamic has been extended to Fayil because yeah. she's like sort of attached herself to Perrin and so yeah. like guilty by association perhaps I don't really know it doesn't it it's not earned no I agree it's just it's, it's like it's it actually kind of feels a little bit like he is like Jordan is like, oh, look at these women, like when their yeah. cat fights and their drama, which is again, like that's not how Moiraine rolls. Like if she's mad about something, there's usually a reason, except for this whole situation with Perrin. So it's now we're so just strange. expanding that, which I hate I hate it. I hate
1: yeah, it. like he g- he gives us a little bit where every time Moiraine looks at Fail, she's like looks back at her like soup being super like you know, fake it till you make it, basically. Yes, I love her so much. But when Moiraine turns away, she's like, oh, I'm sorry. (laughs) Which I, I appreciate that, but it still doesn't make sense why Moiraine is like, lower like lowering herself yeah. to this absurdity no, i agree
0: I and like also fayel hasn't done anything aside from being like i'm gonna tag along like that's yeah. all literally all she's done which i could see moiraine being irritated
1: but i feel like moiraine in the character that we knew her from the first two books would be like fine whatever you are of no import to exactly me. like as long as you don't get in the way and as exactly. long as you don't screw things up like i don't care
0: yep agree agree i think this is a mischaracterization mm-hmm. and then Yeah, this is so
1: strange when Lan does laugh at her. I know. Because it feels like, one, Lan would never do that in front of Perrin. Yes. Like, it feels so out of character for him to allow anyone to witness that moment and, Mm -hmm. like, denigrating Moiraine in that way.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And then, I mean, really, almost nothing happens in this chapter except till we get to the end when moiraine makes her swear an oath to obey her
1: yeah but very quickly i would kind of want to talk yeah.
0: about i loved
1: sort of getting to Ilian and like finally mm. getting to see it and be there and the the how what jordan does really well in comparing like giving us comparisons of camlin first camlin Tarvalin, mm. like these cities and one by one we're seeing how they're similar and how they're different. Because later on in this set of chapters, we get to Terra for the first time and comping that to Ilion and actually being inspired to go back and look at the map to see how these people differ based on where they are. It's Mm. just really interesting in a way that I didn't care about when I was a
0: kid. (laughs) World (laughs) building. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, he's good at scene setting, there's no doubt. Like, it's
1: true. And there's you're right. There's, like, not a ton happening um we do get the notice that he that hopper has been chasing him out of dreams right right that that is important he keeps telling perrin that he's too young Mm -hmm. and chasing him away and we don't know what that means right Um, he dreams dreams
0: Yes. No, I know. I think they're there. They're the undercurrent. Yes. Of these, that's a good way chapters. to put it. They're they we don't get as many in-depth descriptions of dreams necessarily, but I swear every page references one mm-hmm. in some way or another. Yeah.
1: Yeah, they're clearly like building to something big. Mm-hmm. Um, they're a little more I think Foreshadowing, or whatever, whatever you want to call it, because it's not exactly foreshadowing. Shadowing. As it's we just like shadowing. It's straight up it's, shadowing. Oh, is it? Is it shadowing? <laughs> Sorry. Hey. <Ay. laughs> um, and then Moiraine does the thing of like, okay, if you're coming with us, you have to swear. Which I was like, finally, much more like, in character. Is, yeah, this is in character. Like, you have to do your hunter's oath. You have to do what I say. You cannot ask questions. Um, I even. I loved this line where I, like, wrote down a good line and in character for once. Mm. um, When she says, like, she's your responsibility. And then to Perrin, she says... The pattern weaves a future for you, it seems. Yet remember this. If I must, I will snip your thread from the pattern. And I was like, oh, that's so good. I
0: know. That did. I agree. Like, she's she's not herself until these last three pages of the mm-hmm. chapter. And then it's like, that's the Moiraine yes. that we know and love. She's like, listen, you can do whatever the hell you want. But if you get in my way, I will literally kill you. It's fine. That's because what I will
1: do. I am... In service of something greater That's than right. some snot-nosed kid who can't keep his mouth shut. That's right. Like just consistently cannot keep. He like lets everyone on the boat know she's eyes to die. I know.
0: In this chapter, and it's like, can you just shut up? I know what a dummy. Really? Yo, so much tea is spilled in these chapters too. Oh my god, it is bananas. But we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um. So chapter forty-two.
1: They kind of get into Ilian, and I like when we get the pers- like character specific descriptions of what the cities they're entering seem like. Because yeah. Perrin says the sounds were different here, slower and pitched differently, but they were the same too, which felt like such a Perrin description. Yeah, like I think he's very smart. I think Jordan is very smart in the way he utilizes character specific There's character specificity in his description
0: absolutely absolutely for sure and i love the way that fail is like telling him what's up she's like yeah. clearly very knowledgeable we don't know why yet mm-hmm. um, but she's like filling him in on you know that's the palace this, there's the council this and that like she's sort of being a tour guide as it were yeah but all the while there's something not quite right yes
1: like loyal notices my rain noi- notices and Perrin is kind of like there's something going on but I can't grasp what it is
0: yeah no I loved that too I loved the way that everybody seems so uneasy and then when Perrin notices that everybody else is so uneasy he starts looking around trying to yeah. figure out like what is it and he starts noticing that like most of the faces he sees are very grim and like people are Mm -hmm. glaring at each other. That was such like a good, and then, you know, he tenses up and then Fahil's like, what, what's going on? And it's just such a, like so many good dominoes falling in terms of setting the scene really well done. I feel like
1: that's how all these chapters acted is like Mm -hmm. every chapter had this great, well, barring that first one, had this great like build of tension and then absolute like follow through on that tension but it never felt like it was escalating to a place he couldn't escalate
0: from further. Yes, good point, good point.
1: so they they get to this inn and I liked this little detail where it's he's talking about. The sign,
0: uh, easing the badger is the name of the. Side note: I was reading too fast, and I was like, "Eating the badger? That's kind <laughs> of dirty. Like potentially, like what is going oh, on here? Even easing the badger I sounds know. like salacious it in
1: some does.
0: way. <laughs> it, I like don't want to know what it actually means. Like no. it's a very no, weird. Name it's clearly some kind of like euphemism. <laughs> um,
1: but I love him. He's like. He's describing the sign and then he's like, This must
0: be some story I don't know. Yeah. Like, well, oh, sweet, sweet child. <laughs> oh, Baron. And then he's scandalized by the girl singing I in the that tavern. made me laugh really hard.
1: She's she's singing some like really like randy song. Yeah,
0: a body song. <laughs> a very Perrin body song. I can't take it. Throw back yeah, when like, he was with the tinkers. Yeah. <laughs> but even further, <laughs> he's like his collar's too tight. He's not he's not ready.
1: Um, and so the innkeeper is this woman who Moiraine has clearly had dealings with before, and she's kind of getting the, like, down low of what's going on. And there's this new, um, like, Perrin is kind of half listening, but also, like, half paying attention to this, like, dirty song that's happening right the whole time. <laughs> um and so there's like we we see about the like sort of class divide in the city where she talks about the lords who come down to the lower area to do what they want um so as not to get the stink back in their own town or their own part of town and then she talks about this new lord on the council of nine lord brend who sounds super shady (laughs)
0: Just Legit. very,
1: very shady, and she's having dreams about him, and it's very strange. And Moiraine, this was great, right? Where she hears this that this person is having an impact of the dream on the dreams of all the people in this area because it's not only the innkeeper having dreams. It's like the her son or her husband Billy. I'm can't I can not i can not remember one of the two. Some relation. Billy yeah, Billy is also having great. dreams. Um, and she sounds very shaken Moiraine when she responds to this and he, Perrin is so thrown by Moiraine being afraid
0: mm-hmm. like he
1: he says like he could imagine her angry he could not begin to conceive of her afraid yeah. and it's again this moment of like rising tension
0: yep yep so good so good yeah, so they get rooms, and they're like, you know, oh, poor Loyal. He's so excited. Like they have an ogre room. Maybe I know. I mean, maybe not a tree sung bed, but at least they have an ogre room. Although he's also, we've skipped over the part where he is super nervous. Yeah, because he's afraid that there are going to be other Ogier in town who are going to like try to send st- send him back to the steading. Um, but then you know, we find out that they're not around they all left suspiciously which also just like adds to the tension another thing because moiraine is like oh you're sensitive to certain things i
1: mean everything is kind of building right even perrin when he gets in his room um there's this moment where he's not you know what uh if moiraine is frightened i should be terrified he was not he realized not terrified or even frightened he felt excited, ready for something to happen, almost eager. And it which I was like, <laughs> same. "You're like same. Yeah, right exactly.
0: That's exactly <laughs> but, what I thought."
1: But he realizes it's it's the the wolf inside of him and then he gets anxious about not feeling the right way. Classic Perrin. <laughs> like, Classic. Um, and so then, yes, like we find out that the Ogir left in this very strange way, which what wa- they left with work undone, which Ogir do not do. And it wasn't because they weren't paid. And everyone just kind of looks anxious and worried.
0: Yeah. And then there's this weird, like dinner scene. This cracked me up. I was like, what is happening? This line on 494 is just amazing. Where is it? Oh, yeah. So apparently Zerine doesn't like fish and (laughs) Moiraine is like, eat. Remember that any meal can be your last. I know. You, I underlined you it. You chose to travel with us, so tonight you will eat fish. Tomorrow you may die. I was like, dang. I underlined that because <laughs> I was like, god damn, wait, right? So, like, she just doesn't like fish. Like, you're gonna like be like, well, too bad. You might die, so you might as that, well eat it.
1: What? That I actually like was like, okay, I can see why she would be like, she's terrified of something, right? And she's irritated that her their path is like. <laughs> being complicated by this sure. girl who is like I'm gonna find the horn and Moiré knows it's a useless <laughs> right, jerk. Right. like fine you want to like nitpick at her for this one moment of like okay you're gonna complain about the fish right. let me tell you <laughs> it was such like a strange scene though in the midst of this like tension building yeah
0: it's really bizarre and then and like parents like being like I'll show her what manners are like this. I know what what even Uh, and then 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 you get this wild fight sequence where there are these men who only parent notices coming out of nowhere drawing knives and now he's like in the middle of this fight and everybody's involved and like it everything just goes wild and it happens so fast yeah that, like, no one, it's
1: basically Perrin and Lan handle it before anybody can even make it to them to help. And, l- yeah, like, Perrin's the only one who notices. Like, he's, like, he yells, like, he has a knife. Right. <laughs> and it's kind of awesome. And then, of course, we find out that they're gray men who mm-hmm. are after Perrin. So now that's gray men who have come after Matt and they've come after Perrin. And we still. And the girls in the White Tower. And the girls in the White Tower. So, like, there is a hunt happening. Yeah for all of these people from two rivers and we don't know who has sent them and we have no idea yeah we don't know who sent them and i love the like innkeeper be like throw them in the canal
0: (laughs) (laughs) that was amazing like you guys live a hard life yes no joke (laughs) yeah it's good and then oh but it happens really fast but moiraine does manage to get a fireball off like right yeah, at the yeah, beginning. yeah, 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 yeah so yeah. now she's in the middle of this like tavern everybody now knows she's eyes to die, which is like not part of the plan nope not part of the plan very unsettling it's yeah. basically this whole chapter is like
1: moiraine's plans are kind of being flayed right yeah. and and taken apart and so she parent uh listens very closely when Lan and Moiraine are whispering to each other because Moiraine is like, I got to go and I have to do something and you cannot follow me and Lan is clearly very pissed off about it. I feel like she's calling him her Gaiden like a lot yeah, in this sequence. more so word, than you should...
0: Right. We saw it like twice. I feel like in the entire book yeah. that came before and now suddenly it's constant out of it's nowhere. It's constant. Yeah. I feel like he decided it later. Yeah. <laughs> and then was like
1: wait i re- i like this better than warden
0: right right it's more like fantasy to call them a mm-hmm. made-up word than a just a warder yeah no yeah. i agree <laughs> i just couldn't get over this thing where she's like talking about how strongly taverin rand is and then yeah. she's like i overlooked perrin and matt and i was like finally finally yeah. no it's true uh, but it's also like
1: I that is a thing I could understand, right? Oh, you yeah, can understand sure. from her perspective why it's like the idea was that Rand was so strongly Tavaren that he influenced Perrin and Matt almost into being Tavaren. But, like, le- they were less important because he's he's the I mean, he's the
0: fucking dragon He's the
1: fucking dragon reborn, fucking dragon reborn. right. But
0: um, but it's clear that Perrin and Matt are in their own right also extremely very important, important. and she is starting to understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, I did really love. I feel like there are a lot of really strong
1: chapter endings in this yes. sequence, and this is one of them. Yep, with Lan saying, "You speak as if you were already dead." The wheel weaves as the wheel wills, and you're like, "Damn,
0: Morgan <laughs> goes so hard. It's awesome." She does. It's so true. Oh, so now we're back in the tavern, and uh, Lan is like grilling Perrin about how did you like spot them? Because it's yeah. you know it's a whole thing that it's he gray actually, men. It's yeah, it's gray men. Like you're, the whole idea is that nobody can sense them, and uh, Perrin has to be like, I smelled them. Like uh, don't don't tell anyone. Yeah, and trying really hard like not
1: to let uh, Fail know, like mm-hmm. not to let her hear. Um, and the Lan is kind of like, okay, so they were following Rand and now they're following you. Right. right. So let's go take a look around. <laughs> yeah, he, he's like, come outside. Maybe you'll see something I didn't. And Perrin kind of recognizes that as like a pretty big deal. Yeah. For, for Lan to do. Word. <laughs> I don't love that Zerene keeps calling him Stoneface. I just I mean, called her Zirin. Fail. She's got like... I know just nicknames for, for everyone, everybody. But I don't, I don't like love it, it either. No, I don't like, like it either. You can't be like, hey, call me my name. I, and then Agree. Jen Jen was pointing at
0: her nose. Yeah, I'm to just saying like my <laughs> nose-tapping thing. On the nose, Preeti, You hit it on, on the, the nose. On the nose. <laughs> uh, all right. So they all go outside and they're looking around and it turns out that uh, you know, Perrin has been smelling them before, and mm-hmm. now he's like smelling something different, like there's this weird sulfur smell. Yeah,
1: and it turns out uh, there are dark hounds leaving footprints in stone. Because they
0: don't leave footprints anywhere else except in stone. Because obviously that's the creepiest way you could leave a footprint. Yep. And now we finally know what Rand has been freaking out about in the brief chapters that we get with him like these are clearly the same dogs right these are the dogs we finally know we finally know about the dogs and it's and the parents reaction here was like me
1: gray men and dark hounds hunting me this is crazy
0: i was like is it though like is it yeah is it crazy come on now like what What hasn't been crazy up to this point like what is already not just bizarre beyond your wildest imaginings like this is the part where you're gonna be like but this is too weird
1: (laughs) I think this is what's frustrating with Perrin is this kind of his own he doesn't seem to be sort of moving with the the narrative around him he seems very stuck in and maybe this is deliberate okay maybe what I'm finding irritating is actually the A very strong character point in that because he is so afraid of becoming the wolf, and he is so, and so he's so tied to that idea of who he was, that mm-hmm. he's staying in that mindset, but sometimes I find it grating.
0: No, for sure. Like, he's digging in his heels every step of the way, yeah. fighting the forward movement of the plot, which, if you want the plot to move, can't help but be frustrating. And I do think Jordan leans too hard into it in certain yes, sections. I agree. But I do think it's a valid character point when it's not being overused, In that, yeah, he just doesn't want any of this... In a way that goes even beyond how Matt and Rand approach this. Like, he mm-hmm. just refuses. It's not even like he's in denial the way that Rand has been. Yeah. Some of the yeah, time. yeah. Yeah. Like, he's not in denial. He just refuses.
1: Yeah. He refuses to engage in a way that shows that he is recognizing the reality of what's happening
0: yes there you go and so yeah and i, I agree it when jordan leans too hard into that it is extremely frustrating to read um yeah. but i do think it's in like in moments where it makes sense it makes sense
1: no it works it works as a character choice yeah. especially when you do compare it to allowing perrin rand and matt to be so completely distinct yeah and a, and like it's a i mean i think that's really hard to do when you have these characters who are meant to kind of be like you don't know who's who is what and yeah. who's going to be what i think that's difficult to do and maintain the tone on so it's sure. it's really i mean it's it's good but also Karen yeah. <laughs> get with the program <laughs> um and so they come back because Land is like, well, that's not great. <laughs> that there are darkhounds involved. Um, and so Perrin has Perrin wants to know why Moiraine and Land didn't sense the darkhounds, and Lan kind of gives us very ominous answer of like, mm,
0: that's probably not something we want to know, <laughs> right? Ooh, the answer is above leave. <laughs> our pay grade and he's like i love this part where he's going after moiraine and he's like i'm going after moiraine to tell her about the dark count yes. you can't be mad at me for following her to tell her that like I he's like love he's that. like making excuses like he's accountable to like anybody like it's such a like funny moment for land to be like it's like a matte move it's like a very matte move i liked it though because it humanized him a little yeah, bit and it gave yeah. him some real
1: character in a way that we don't often get to see That's outside true. of his interactions <laughs> with like ninave yeah
0: yeah yeah, and his
1: his frustrations with moiraine and the like very problematic plot point of forcing his warder bond right to somebody else
0: yeah um, and then so i do like, love good. oh sorry go ahead no no go ahead i was just gonna say i do love this next moment where a parent is like all right well it, again, hit, it's not that he refuses to see what's going on. He just resists it until he feels like mm-hmm. he can't anymore. So this, he feels like, all right, so much is going on. I can't resist it anymore. I need to know more than I'm getting. So mm-hmm. I have to dream. Like he's yes. actually actively yeah, 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 seeking yeah. out the dream connection now. This
1: is, so I don't remember. Um, but the tall slender man... I like can't remember like I was it Luz Theron like because Rand is not described as slender uh
0: I think or it probably think is Rand. Luz Theron because he's got the sword, the sword shining like the sun the yeah I think that's right I think it's
1: a Luz right? Theron it's yep. interesting because okay Perrin is dreaming of Luz Theron possibly yeah. loose Theron we'll see if we're right or not Um, But he's really looking for Hopper. But while he's looking, like, I loved the scene of Matt. Yes. I was like, that's so good. Of, like, sitting across from, like, Balzaman and Perrin freaking out. And then Perrin seeing Egwene and and Elaine, like, tripping a trap for themselves.
0: And he's looking for Hopper the whole time. And then finally Mm -hmm. Hopper shows up. And... That he says the line that you opened the show with,
1: yes, it's so creepy. <laughs> it's so creepy because Perrin is asking, like, are these visions real? Like he, because he tries to tell Matt, "You're dicing with balsam, right, <laughs> buddy? Don't do it." Yep. Um, but Matt, Matt tosses the dice anyways, which I loved, it's and he's worried. So, so he's worried about Matt. He's worried about Egwene. He's worried about Nynaeve and Elaine, um, and so he asks Hopper if it's real, and Hopper is. Hopper isn't sure how to explain, but he kind of says what I said. He says exactly what I said at the top of the show. And Perrin's like, I don't get it. Right. I don't. I don't understand. You showed me Belsamon. You showed me Landfear. Like, what what is happening? And Hopper's just like, the last hunt is coming. (laughs) What will be, must be. (laughs) So grim.
0: It's so grim. It's
1: very, very grim. And he just keeps telling Perrin that he's too young, that you have to go. It's too dangerous. You can't be here. And Perrin just keeps being like, why? I don't understand. Why? And then Hopper basically kicks him out.
0: Yeah. And And then he wakes uh, up and Faiul is in the room. Which I hate. Watching him sleep. I know this is my least favorite trope. I hated it in Buffy. I hated it in Twilight, which is just basically, I mean, I'm not going to say it's the same thing, but similar. Um, I hate it every time it shows up, somebody breaking into somebody else's room to watch them sleep for any reason no thank you like can we just agree as like a a, group as a world that we let's just lose that trope like down a hole and never find it inappropriate and it's weird yeah i don't like it
1: (laughs) but we find out so like they have this weird interaction and it's like he's like what who are you why right. are you here which I appreciate Perrin kind of being the one who's like there's something going on with you why are you doing this way like why are you doing this mm-hmm. um and then Moiraine shows up and I loved this ending which is your wolf dreams tell as truly as a dreamer's parent the forsaken are loose and one of them rules an alien what
0: mic drop <laughs> I know <laughs> flailing flailing i do appreciate especially her being like well your dreams are right like i have not been taking them seriously enough well yeah it's kind of nice to see the Moiraine we knew i show know up. i know and then she's like oh yeah it's samuel <laughs> like we probably don't want to meet him so we're gonna go <laughs> like we we gotta go we gotta run um
1: we do she does kind of like recognize that that's It's not, I can't remember if it's in, in this chapter. I think it is. Where she's like, he probably didn't send the gray men.
0: Mm-hmm. Because he
1: wouldn't Yeah, that send- happens later.
0: That happens oh, okay, later. Okay, okay, okay. So first, she, like, because Fahil is right there when she's like, oh yeah, without forsaken or loose, this new lord mm-hmm. is Samuel. And Fahil is like, I'm um, excuse me? <laughs> Pardon? And Moiraine is like, all right, well you now like are you definitely still gonna come with us like you know Moiraine's like you have a i'm gonna give you a choice and she's like no no i'm still coming and then yeah she says the thing about um he's gonna learn that the dark hound is dead and so now we like we, to gotta go. Go. we gotta but go gotta go
1: this is where like Moiraine kind of is like you can leave whatever you can do what you want and perrin is, like, that is – the horn is not enough reason to maintain this to, like, come along Right. if the Forsaken are involved. Like, he is absolutely, like – she's being shady. Like, Mm -hmm. tell me – tell me why. Yeah. And Moiraine is, like, we do not have time for this. Right. That's right. Like (laughs) – We gotta go. And they kind of have this moment of, like, Moiraine is, like, telling this, like, innkeeper, like, you got to get the hell out. Like, listen to me. Get the hell out. Do not stop. And the innkeeper is – I think Jordan's kind of trying to do the whole like I'm not going to accept like the absurd mm. while there's still comfort to be had, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's like at some point, we, I would like to see somebody who like takes the warning for what it is and mm-hmm. recognizes the the fear they should hold. Yeah.
0: Um. But we're not there. No, we're not there yet. And then we get into that the dark hound was Samuels. Oh, well, oh, what? Oh the dark hound is Miles. Yeah, 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 yeah you're and right. but the gray Men aren't. So we don't we still don't know who's sending the gray Men.
1: Yeah, because she's she says like he didn't send the gray Men, The dark hound was his, but he would not have sent both. Someone wants you, but I do not think Samael even knows you exist mm-hmm. yet. Yeah. Which is then it's like well why how did he know to send She
0: says something about he's following her trail, So yeah. like I don't know. It's a little like iffy. It's a little it's a little iffy, I agree. Um, and then of course
1: he and like gets mad and yeah. he calls he says Rand is the dragon reborn in front of Fail. Yeah. And Moiraine's like, Great, well now she can never leave. Right.
0: <laughs> 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 it's like Perrin, how could do you what are you and and in front Shut of the up. innkeeper, the innkeeper is right there too. Yeah. It's not just Fail. So like all right way to spill the tea (laughs) like bite your tongue idiot come on for
1: one second and so like then they are like heading out they like yeah make they're making a run for it which i did laugh really hard because we got a classic loyal here yes i could have stayed in the studying. right (laughs) i just had
0: to go running
1: (laughs) off looking for adventure uh, and they kind of find this space to make a stand, basically, because they're like, well, the the, the dogs are never going to stop chasing us. So right. we, our option is to stay and fight or get caught. Like, those are the two options. And they're kind of like, we're going to have to do this. And they stop in front of this, like, statue that nobody knows what it is. And I liked that. I like we've talked before about what a great job Jordan does in creating a history mm-hmm. of this world and so moiraine is, says you know many nations have risen and fallen since the breaking some leaving no more than names on a yellow page or lines on a tattered map will we leave as much behind which you're like oh yeah it, like it's cool but it also kind of makes my skin crawl a hundred percent i mean i <laughs> think that's
0: exactly right yeah, so they they decide to make a stand, and they're hearing like it's like maybe there's ten of them or something. There's a ton of them mm-hmm. coming for them, and Perrin's like, "Well, I'll shoot them with my bow," you know. And lands like, eh, like, "Okay, you can try, <laughs> good it's luck." Like, cool. All right.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, and then so he actually does manage to shoot one. Yeah,
1: like that's the thing is like Perrin. I like also that even though they're silly, the boys are never kind of treated like they don't know anything yeah yeah you know, like, like they don't they have skills yeah. they're allowed to have skills in addition to being silly right right that's they're right. well-rounded they're onions we're all onions they're, they have oh layers <laughs> so what we're saying is they're all shrek
0: yeah
1: oh. uh so sorry <laughs>
0: Never again, breathey, Okay, all right. So then then Moiraine kills them all with balefire, which we, I mean, it's not, she doesn't call it that, but right, that's what that is. I mean, yeah, she. I assume it's balefire, and she's like, I could get in real trouble
1: for right. using that. I'm not supposed to know that spell. And then there's this, like, horrifying moment where she's like, perhaps he did not see, it is far, and if he was not watching, perhaps he did not notice. And you're like,
0: this is going to end so badly. Like, <sighs> oh, and then and then on page five sixteen we get this point where Moiraine spills a secret because Taren is asking this. her like, "What are you talking about? Like, who is he hunting?" Did- <laughs> and and she's like, "Well, maybe he's hunting Rand. Maybe Matt. Remember, Matt's also tough, Aaron, and he blew the but horn.
1: That to me is more of a like showing us that Moiraine does not give a shit about <laughs> file. Like, she doesn't care." To the point where she's like, I don't care. Right. Nothing about this matters to me, like my, at all. My poor I mean, is
0: like, somebody has found it and blown it already. I like, love- are you
1: it. kidding me? I loved it. I loved every second of that it's moment. So I thought that good. was so good. Yeah. Um. And so they are kind of like, okay, well, we have to go to tear, and then they start start off in tear, and then we get to Matt. I know. It's, this was a great. So good. Great everything like I, I feel like this entire section was just excellent yeah um so matt and tom are hunting and uh, not hunting they're uh camping and <laughs> like for matt's like poking through the fireworks that they were given from the woman they yeah. saved and he like
0: opens it up even tom though like, he has been told <laughs> not do he's like oh I bet it's fine classic Matt he like opens it up and he's like
1: poking around well, at it It's just like and there's then, just some gravel in here and he, yeah, and it and then he throws it in the fire he throws it in the fire and Tom's like oh my god but I actually really liked this moment yeah. because it like Matt's like a trickster and he's silly mm-hmm. and it's about luck but then there's this great thing where he's just like I don't know, man. I saw this clock once that I was sure was magic and then I opened it up and it's just metal. And I was like, oh, you're like a nerd. You're you're like a you're like a math science and engineering nerd. He is. he's a STEM nerd.
0: <laughs> he's a STEM nerd. He wants to he wants to know how things work. In another life, you know. In another life.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: And so Tom is like, what is the matter with you? You're gonna kill us all. He's like, it's fine, everything's, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Nothing exploded. And then like, a bunch of people ride up. I did this like. I wonder why there was no bang, and Tom's so mad. I do not
1: care why there was no bang. Don't do it again. (laughs) And then, yeah, immediately, like over this like silly kind of fun moment, all these people show up and are like, "Oh, hey, can we?
0: Do you know where the inn is? Surprise, we're here to kill you." So then Matt chucks a firework into the flames, which does explode. (laughs) Yep. That one bangs. That one bangs real good. And then they have to kill all of these people. And uh, Matt is about to
1: basically, like, take the woman hostage. And then Tom throws a knife and it comes out of her throat right
0: yeah he 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 like throws a knife that goes into her throat so he kills yeah. her which is like smart let's be real well she was holding a knife and she was trying to kill matt he couldn't see it from his angle
1: but, but Matt thing, is right? like
0: what the heck is wrong why with you would like you why would you kill you- a woman
1: tom's and like th- well <laughs> this is the again that silliness of like the, i i liked this moment mm-hmm. of tom being like listen she was gonna kill you idiot Mm -hmm. and of and of course we get this moment of like matt despite his i like his uh larger than life personality and his like devil may care whatever is still like a kid right Mm -hmm. you know and tom kind of recognizes it and is like look we can if we're going you should you should get on your horse and we should go and Matt kind of has this, like, come back into himself after just staring at the corpse uh, and being like, okay, yeah, I guess I guess we should go. Yeah. And then he realizes that he recognizes one of the men, which
0: is wild.
1: From the boat. It's one Mm -hmm. of the men who tried to kill him on the boat. And Tom is like, well, that guy was trying really hard. Yeah. If that's the case.
0: And Matt, instead of thinking like, hmm, I'm Tom Farron, maybe it's something to do with that. He's like, oh, it's probably because I'm carrying this letter for Elaine no you absolute moron (laughs) like talk about denial (laughs) he wants so
1: badly to like this is a different way of wanting so badly to not matter to the story like perrin is like no i'm not doing this and matt is just like i'm just gonna lie to myself i'm just gonna consistently lie to myself all the time
0: oh matt but actually, so. <laughs> I will. I wanted to tell you because yes. I think you'll appreciate this. Oh my god, I can't wait! These chapters, <gasps> I was like, why don't I like Matt more? These yes. these are awesome chapters. These are awesome yes. Matt chapters. <laughs> because Matt's awesome. He was awesome in these chapters. He was absolutely awesome. There, I mean, he definitely like all of
1: them. Like, makes some choices where you're like. Oh yeah, well, of course.
0: Right? Like it's uh, throughout the story, but and no I worse sure we'll, than yeah, anybody else. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get to a point where I remember why I re- I am annoyed with Matt, but at the moment I am thoroughly delighted with him. Yes. So, I thought you would like that. I, I do also, like that. So, I love so now they're in Camlin, right? They mm-hmm. we're in chapter 45. They're they're coming into Camlin. We get this whole like scene setting again. And what I love in these early pages is Matt like half sort of remembering stuff Mm -hmm. and half not like I really love the way that Jordan addresses the fact that Matt has been here before but he was not in his right mind yeah and so he's like catching these sort of glimpses of half of a memory but then the rest of it is gone I really like that
1: yeah I agree I think he handled that really well so it doesn't feel repetitive but it also doesn't feel retconny yeah yeah. Um. And Matt is kind of ho- like so he and Tom get to Camelot and Tom's like let's go to the Queen's Blessing which is where Master Gil is uh, Tom's old friend and Matt's like I gotta get this letter out of my freaking pocket like I'm going to the I'm going to the castle and so he goes and he has to deal with this like shitty guard who's yeah. like listen you farmer I'm gonna call the guard on you and arrest you if you don't leave and Matt's like are you
0: Kidding me, yeah, and and we it's because he mentions Tarvalin first, and apparently, like, it's only gotten worse. Like, we've had information before this that. Morgay's has been upset with the White Tower Mm -hmm. because you know Elaine disappeared and blah blah blah, and she sent away Alida, and it's like you know that I remember that Ammerlin was yelling at Elaine for causing this rift between like you know long like centuries long alliance. Mm -hmm. Um, So clearly, like that maybe has even gotten worse to the point where it sounds like it. Yeah. So so instead, so he can't get in through the front gate. So he's like, I know what I'll do. (laughs) Uh, But first, he goes back to the inn
1: because he was like well I I actually like this because he before he goes back to the end I like this Matt moment where he gets really mad about it first where he's like why did Elaine blah 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 how come no one told me and then he's like I guess I could have asked some questions (laughs) which is a self-reflection that I think neither Perrin nor Rand have given us yet (laughs) like they both clearly have self-esteem issues but no one has questioned their own behavior in that way among the three of them. So like, I really appreciated that. You make a good point. (laughs) "Mm, I guess I could have done something (laughs) instead of just complaining. (sighs) Um, But okay. So he gets back to the queen's blessing and he has these moments where he's trying to like, see if people remember him and they don't not really, except the, (laughs) the chef who is like, Oh, right. You're that, that young, that young prince's, Man, manservant, or something.
0: We have to pause here for a second because I think at this point we've had a lot of clarity around Rand's parentage, right? Like, yeah, I think so. We know that he's he's Aiel, right? We yes. know that. I feel like I we know so. that at this point. I think so. so. Yeah. I wonder about this. The cook says specifically that young lord who looked so much like Tigraine, who is this like lost queen of andor and and I I just I keep thinking about it and like is there I can't remember if that's just an offhand thing or if that's important I don't know yeah (laughs) But the fact that it's happened more than once, I mm-hmm. like I know that that comparison has been made more than once. He gets compared to Aiel and he gets compared to Tigraine. Like mm-hmm. does what does that mean, question mark? I don't know. It means something, it obviously. It means something. I don't think Jordan does that kind of thing for no reason. I agree. So just, I'm just putting a pin in that. Okay. There is a pin in it. All right. Um.
1: So he comes back and he, <laughs> he gets really mad about being like, no, Rand is not coming back, okay?
0: Right. And I'm not his servant. <laughs> and then he gets mad. It's like, man,
1: all the girls like Rand. <laughs> uh, and then he goes to, like, meet up with uh, Tom and Master Gill, who are playing stones in the library. Um, and they kind of are like, we learn that there is... This guy named Gabriel, Gabriel, mm-hmm. not Gabriel, Gabriel. Gabriel? I don't know. Definitely not pronouncing that as it probably should be Let's pronounced. Let's see if
0: there's a recommended pronunciation. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, there is not. <laughs> oh my gosh, and apparently Gaiden is supposed to be Gaiden, Gaiden. I think it's Japanese. I think it's a Japanese word. Oh. Well, I'm pretty sure. Anyway,
1: because Now I you know that. I think there is a Naruto title. Oh, really? That includes the the word guiding
0: Okay. Anyways, <laughs> side note: pronunciations are weird. All right, they we're, are. We're so okay. bad at them. Um, uh. <laughs> so Gabriel, we'll go with Gabriel.
1: Yeah. So there. So Matt's kind of asking questions. Um, just to, he. Well, no, this is before that. Yeah. First master gill mentions gabriel so gabriel is this guy who has sort of taken the place of Mm eleda as the queen's um right hand essentially to the point where gareth byrne who we know has a very strong connection to the queen has retired and left and this guy gabriel has kind of replaced the city guard and done all these like moving around of people and so it seems like he has a lot of influence over what is happening in camlin right now
0: which like given the chapter that we just had in Ilian, mm-hmm. like is immediately suspicious to me like 100 mm, suspicious new person came out of nowhere now suddenly has a lot of power mm-hmm. question mark
1: uh and so he's just kind of learning about this because he wants to figure out how to get this letter into the hands of the queen without having to go talk to that stupid guard again um and i did like this moment where he's like asking questions and master gill is talking and finally matt's like are you married to colleen and he's like what what does that have to do with anything and he says nothing matt said but you went on so long i thought you must have forgotten your own questions so (laughs) sassy you're the best um, and so Matt kind of tells them, he's like, No, I'm gonna go handle this. Don't I, worry. I love that Gil's advice
0: it. is like, go wait till they change guards. Yeah. Like, mention the daughter air first, like, you know, but be a little like subservient. And Matt's like, screw that. Absolutely not. I will not pull I my won. forelock and knuckle <laughs> my forehead.
1: I will not do that. Um, and Matt just keeps being like, No, 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 I'm very
0: lucky. <laughs> I'm I'm like. I'm, like, really lucky. I don't know if you know this about me, but Brilliant. I'm, I'm Brilliant actually really kind lucky. of lucky. And
1: we get another moment where he tosses the dice, and it's uh, all five with one dot, hmm. which are the dark one's eyes. And Gil kind of has that, That's that's the best toss or the worst? Like, it depends on what game you're playing. And we're back to this theme of, like maybe matt's lucky maybe we think things are going his way but perhaps we're not playing the same game as the narrator is playing right right right. um oh it's so good so good so then he gets he goes to the castle and he and i actually really like this like he he gets back to that wall that rand climbed Mm -hmm. to get into the that rand told him about he's like I hope he's not lying, and then it sends him back on this memory of him, Perrin and Rand, like climbing the the misty mountains. The mountains of mist, not the misty mountains. Wrong series.
0: (laughs) The mountains of mist. Clearly, an homage. Come on now. (laughs) And it's just like this really sweet. I know he's like thinking about like, oh, I had that feather, and there was this piece of stone, and like he's like so intent on these memories that he like found a fossil. Yeah, it's so sweet, and like he like is so intent on these memories that he like slips a little bit, and he's like, Ugh, mm-hmm. "I have to pay attention." Like my mom probably threw them all out by now. Like, got to stay in the here. It's now. it's like one of
1: those like you can never actually go home mm-hmm. moments of fantasy I that know. it's like there is no home Aww. once you leave it. Home is not a real thing that yeah. you can ever access again. No. Oh so depressing feelings um but he makes it into the garden and then what follows is this wonderful like there's this part of the ocarina of time on the nintendo 64 where as link you have to sneak through as a kid you have to sneak through the palace gardens Mm. to get to zelda Ah. and like that is what i was thinking of the entire (laughs) time even though matt is like as much as i love link he's very stoic yeah um and Matt's just kind of having a good time with it. Like yeah. he puts a flower in his hair. Yeah. He's like, he's like, I'm so good at this. <laughs> like I'm so good at this. Yeah. Um, but then he comes along and he overhears these two people talking, mm-hmm. and he hears them talking about Elaine and how they want them dead. Yeah. And yeah. Matt's like,
0: well, that's not good, right? This is not great. So he's like, okay, well, now I've overheard some things. I also need to get this letter to, you know, Morgays. So, like, I guess I should find a guardsman and present well, myself. Well, before that, though,
1: because he has, it's, I want to mention that he's, this conversation he overhears, one person is continually saying, um, great master. Mm. There's one person is Lord, or one person is Komar, and one person is the great master. Mm-hmm. So you have these two characters Um, and the great master is the one who is like, you need to deal with this. You need to get rid of Morghese's shit or whatever. And what is it? Knit, excuse me. Um, and Matt is like, I have to see who's speaking. Mm. And like the guards are coming and he can't like peek because the guards are there. And it's like, it's like, you're like, is he going to be able to see the faces of who is talking? Um, and he kind of finally is able to like peek over the edge And there is a man standing there with, he's like tall and blue eyes and black hair and a beard and he looks really powerful and he looks really hard. And then he says the great, yes, great master. And Matt realizes this is actually the other guy Mm -hmm. and not the person who's speaking. Um, But he says, I will cut the wenches' heads off myself as soon as I can find them. And Matt's like, what is going on? what is going on with Elaine and Egwene and Neneve? What are they doing in Tear? And then he's just like kind of panics, right? Like, it's like, okay, okay, okay. I need to get this. Like, then you, as you said, like, he's like, okay, I got to find a guard. I got to get this letter to Morghese and I'm going to tell her that someone in her castle wants to kill her daughter.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's like, and now of course he can't find any guards. Like he makes That's it like course. halfway through the palace before he finally encounters Talonvor. I was I,
1: waiting for him. I didn't remember him, but when I read his name, I got good feelings. So I feel oh. like I like him. No, I, but remember, I don't remember why.
0: I super remember Talonvor. I don't remember him at all. I will tell like, you nothing. Good. Don't tell me anything. I will tell you nothing. So, so Talanvor finds him and is like what the hell are you doing in the palace who are you and matt's like i have a letter from the daughter heir like he's like holding it out in front. <laughs> he's like please look at the seal I look have at the seal. the come on take me to morguez <laughs> and he's like i will take this letter to morguez i'm not gonna let you random stranger yeah and matt's like uh-uh i yeah. made a promise yeah and he's like all right fine i'm gonna stick my sword against your neck and if you make any false moves i'll kill you but sure let's go deliver this letter and i like this while we're telling her it's like get that flower out of <laughs> yeah. your hair like
1: what do you think you're doing who do you think you are <laughs> It's like, I was oh, like God. oh crap. It's so embarrassing.
0: <laughs> it's so good. It's so like good. idiot.
1: <laughs> um so he gets to Morgay's and of course is kind of like it's this very weird scene. Yeah. Where Morghese is like sitting at a fountain.
0: It's very like Game of Thronesy, it feels it's like it's very Game of, I of mean, Thronesy. I mean, obviously this predates Game of Thrones, but that's the vibe. Yes, the vibe is
1: very Game of Thronesy. Um and then he is about to tell her about Elaine. After he's like, "Uh, here's the thing, my queen. He's about to tell her about overhearing with someone. And, of course, the voice that he heard cuts through and it's Gabriel.
0: Mm-hmm. And Matt's like, well, shit. <laughs> Ooh, can't tell her anything now. And so he's like trying to play dumb now because he doesn't want this guy to get suspicious of him. So Gabriel's like asking him all these questions and Margaze is like, you know, what do you know about my daughter? And Gabriel's like, yeah, what do you know about the White Tower? And he's like, I don't know anything. I'm Elsa Grinwell's brother. I love how Elsa Grinwell is is like always coming back into this. (laughs) Poor Elsa Grinwell. She's on screen for like five seconds and then she's just a reference point for everybody forever (laughs) and ever. But yeah, she's like, he's like, my name's Tom and I'm from a farm and i just i don't know anything i'm just a poor farmer kid please don't please don't hurt me and gabriel me.
1: kind of was like should we put him to questioning yes! which so you get this sense that oh maybe maybe there's some like martial law happening and not a great way i did like that even though morguez is clearly besotted mm-hmm. and clearly like under the, some kind of spell with this man she's she doesn't come off as stupid no no. right like she still kind of comes off as recognizing that she's a queen and recognizing that she is a responsibility here mm-hmm. like it's not like like i was thinking of like obviously lord of the rings with yeah. like wormtongue um and denethor yeah no theoden no not den yeah 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 theoden and um in that it's very much like theoden has no- nothing right yeah yeah here i i think it's almost scarier that she does yeah. kind of retain that semblance of power mm-hmm. and intelligence yeah. and is still under the guise of I mean this guy's got uh, like to be forsaken I agree mean, I
0: mean well wait for it I feel like there's even more clues coming but yes, yes totally something is going on here uh so yeah so Matt manages to like dodge being put to the question more is like get out of here Gabriel's like well Elaine gave you one gold piece I will give you 10 yeah. like he's very <laughs> like he has to be like the most Mm -hmm. in charge or whatever yeah uh and so matt's like great thanks bye he like takes
1: it and talonvor walks him kind of out of the thing and matt is kind of surprised to see that talonvor follows him out of the gate yeah um and kind of talks a little shit to that dude who didn't let matt in to begin with and that guy's mad about it obviously elber right um and Matt, but Talonvar continues to follow Matt into like the court outside of the palace. Uh, and they have this conversation where he's like, did you, were you in Tarvalen for a long time? And he's like, no, 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 I was only there for three days. I don't, I don't really know anything. I don't right. know. Matt. Like kind of playing that same game. And then Talonvar asks, you must have heard something, man. Who is Sheriam? Does talking to her in her study mean anything? Yeah.
0: Very specific question. Well, so... In the whole conversation that Matt has had with Morgays, which we kind of skimmed over... M- Morgie's like is like, well, if you go back to Turnabout yeah, yeah, yeah. and you see Elaine, tell her like I too fondly remember my conversations mm-hmm. with Shariam. And so Talonvor is like, it's he- it's in actually, it's kind of funny because it's a callback to when Matt and Tom read the letter and they're like, is this some kind of code? Like, yeah, oh is yeah, this, like some cipher? Like, what could she be trying? to Is this a Game of Houses thing? And Talonvor is doing the same thing. He's like, what is talking to Shryam mean? Yeah, Does it yeah, mean yeah, yeah. Something. And Matt's like, I don't know. <laughs> Because
1: it's clear that Talonvor is kind of on his own trying to figure out what's going on. Yeah. You know, he's like, there's too much I do not know. Sometimes I think she's trying to say something. Mm-hmm. Are you... And then he turns to Matt, like, are you a loyal Anderman? And Matt's
0: like, yeah. And then he's like, man, if I say this anymore, I'm going to start to believe it. Right. Well, and I love this part. he's like, I, like, what about you? Like, of course I am. Like, don't you serve more gays than Gabriel? And and Talonford makes a big deal out of being like, I serve mm Hmm. Yeah.
1: And then he leaves, mm. and Matt's like, Hmm. Mm. <laughs> but then he says, "I will wager this that Gabriel says the same." Yeah. It was an which interesting is little comment. An interesting comment to make, which is very Matt in terms of being like, I don't trust anybody word yeah um and so he gets back to the queen's blessing and he's like i'm getting the fuck out of here i need to get to tear and i need to save my friends Mm -hmm. um but this is where he kind of starts pushing on gabriel like what can you tell me has he been here long uh and tom's kind of like just playing his game (laughs) um and gil is like uh he came from somewhere really far away like, maybe he's from Two Rivers. And Matt's like, no, he's not from Two Rivers. <laughs> uh, maybe he's from Berylon. I couldn't know. But he's not from Two Rivers. Um, and they're like, we've never heard of him. Like, when, like, Morghese was so mad when, Tar- at Tar Valen when he showed up, he came in and, like, calmed everything down. He but- became, like, the hero. He was wounded. Like, he fixed everything. Um and this is where we find out that Gareth Bryan didn't like doesn't like Gabriel's methods and so
0: he left. Mm-hmm, which is mm-hmm. very weird. Yeah, super weird. Um, and and Matt, I love this moment where Matt's like okay well you're saying all these like good things but you don't seem to like him like yeah. why and this is the, the, another un, dreams shadowing everything mm-hmm. you know Master Gill is like yeah, I don't really know like I don't know it just seems everything seems weird since he got here and I keep having these terrible dreams and it's like probably nothing and we know I mean we literally know because we just heard about all of these terrible dreams happening in Ilian when Lord Brent mm-hmm. got there like it seems extremely like, clear that it's a parallel like but he's gotta be for it has got to be forsaken, which I is bad like, news for Morgase.
1: It's very bad news for Morgase. but I like Matt kind of following this through because, yeah. again, Matt seems to have a better instinct than some of the other characters yeah. being like, well, if he marries Morgase, would he be king? Yeah. yeah. And no, he would not be king. There are no kings in Andor. It's, a, it's ruled by a queen, period. And so that means... Matt is like okay well he doesn't want to be king so what is happening it's like another clue to file away and he kind of just tells them like well he wants to kill Elaine right? so <laughs> so I'm going to go deal with that yeah he's like I'm going to go handle that um, and then Gil says like gives us a little information about Komar mm-hmm. uh, who is somebody who is one of the best blades in the guards um, and they're like kind of trying to figure out how to get this information to Mm Morgays and Tom has the idea of rumor. And he says, rumor is the voice of the people, and the voice of the people often speaks the truth. Morghese knows that.
0: I love that bit. It's so good. It's so good. It's like, oh, oh. We can't, because if if anybody accuses Gabriel directly, like, there's Mm -hmm. no way that that will fly. But if you start a rumor that maybe Gabriel wants Elaine killed, like, and Morgays hears it, like, plant a seed of doubt, it's so smart. It's so smart. It's very, very smart. And it's, and Tom kind of
1: being like, and once she hears that, like, she will recognize that that's something that she has to do like just do something about it yeah and so matt's like all right well i'm gonna go and tom's like okay i'm gonna go with you yeah. and like talk about another excellent ending to a chapter yes. when he throws that bag of 10 marks to master gill and he's like hold on to this mm. and he's like what is it and he's like stakes gabriel doesn't know it but he and i have a wager The cat jumped down and Matt picked up the wooden dice cup and spun the dice out on the table. Five sixes. And I always win. It's
0: so good. It's so
1: good. These chapter endings are so strong. You're absolutely God, they're right. They're just like excellent, excellent. Every chapter is just so good. Yep. Uh, okay, and finally we're back with Egwene. This, okay, Yeah. This chapter, chapter was, was no, so good.
0: Yeah, this chapter was actually and it was a bummer. I kind of wish the numbering had worked out a little differently because that would have been 47 would have been such a strong chapter to end on. I know. But instead we get into 48 which like has some moments but is actually <sighs> kind of lackluster. Again with this like weird Egwene Nynaeve like tension Tension? Thing that doesn't no. make sense no. so like they're the, the we're back with the girls and they have
1: made it to, to tear and nene very smartly is kind of like well we're not going to we're not going to stay at an end because it's likely that Leandrin. we're following the trail that they wanted us to follow right. so we need to not fall into trap any traps like uh accidentally. Right. Like we um, need to like spring the trap when we're ready, not when they're ready. Mm-hmm. I did skip over this moment where Egwene is thinking about, like you said, dreams that she has been yes. having. Um, because she wants to continue to use that Terra and Griel. Like the more she uses it, the more she wants to use it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she keeps having dreams of Rand or Matt or Perrin, of uh, the Sunshine Um she has this nightmare of a white cloak putting Master Luan in the middle of a huge tooth trap for bait, which makes me think that the White Cloaks are actually probably in Two Rivers because remember
0: they said Mm. they were going to go to Two Rivers. I forgot about that. I think it's in the last book. Right. And um, she sees Perrin with a falcon on his shoulder, which mm-hmm. is a repeat of Min. And there's this choice that he's going to have to make between an axe and a blacksmith's hammer. And then I love this repeat of Matt Dyson yes. with the dark one, because then it's like, OK, so this is we've repeated Perrin's dream. Mm-hmm. So we know it's true. And it's like, oh, what does it mean? But it's also, so Matt's like shouting, I'm coming. I know. It's so My sweet. Heart. My heart for my disaster child. I love you. Um, And then Rand is approaching Kalendor, and there's all these people around him, like, doing things. And I think think this is significant. Six men and five women. Some trying to, like, get him towards it, and some trying to have him. I think that's all the Forsaken. I agree. I agree. I think you're right. Because they are
1: all playing their own game. Yeah, exactly. Um... And she kind of is like, that's too much. Like Rand's is so over the place that she can't mm-hmm. think about it. Yep. Um and then of course is the stuff with Neneve and the there's this like weird tension that I hate. Uh,
0: we do get the description
1: of tear. Yeah, to see I was going to say, like.
0: I love this one too because especially like there's so much mud. They're like, oh, we can't walk through this. And then we notice it's like, oh, they have these like platform shoes. Mm-hmm. It feels very like uh, the Netherlands, right? Yes. Pattons is what I think they're called. And I was just like, oh, that's such a good detail. Yeah, it was very
1: interesting. Um, and they kind of get this first glimpse of the the huge stone of tear and, and this clearly magically made arena and i loved elaine kind of being like the tower they say the tower could not do it today strange given how the high lords feel concerning the power now and she's talking about the flow of the different kinds of power that needed to come together to Mm -hmm. meet it Um, and i just i thought it was a really cool recognition of how the magic works yeah
0: yeah, agree. Agree. So yeah, so they, so Nynaeve has like this whole sort of plan that she's only just barely sharing with anybody else. She's like, well, we can't stay in an inn and we need to figure out how to locate the Black Aja without them knowing that we're coming. Which then Elaine is like a thief taker. Right. Yes uh and then so we get a call back to her in and she's like oh yeah like you can hire is like you can hire a thief taker to do whatever usually they'll like take money for random jobs in addition mm-hmm. to helping out the royalty uh and Nynaeve is clearly looking for something in particular not telling anybody what she's looking well, for. oh yeah she's just kind of like i'll know it when i see it like we're not staying at an inn
1: and Egwene is getting irritated that mm-hmm. Nynaeve's is not telling her everything and there's and elaine is clearly like Tired of playing the peacemaker yes. between the two of them, but yeah. she's like, oh, "Fine." um And so they finally, <laughs> they finally find what Nanave is looking for, which is a window with herbs in it, which means it's a wisdom mm-hmm. of s- whatever they call it in this area. And then we get the side note that <laughs> Nanave has named her horse Gaiden.
0: Gaiden. Gaiden. Let's say Gideen. it right. Um. <laughs> Which, like, that's, it's it feels like a callback to Fayil saying her name is Mandar, but I'm just like, what yes. is up with the horse naming? Like, what are you doing? It's But it was cute, and was I'm missing
1: Nenev and Lan's awkward I romance. I know. Um, but so they go to this woman, and Nenev kind of starts trying to play the game with this woman, who, because she's like, all right, I'm going to make her realize that we are supposed to be her. And I actually quite liked the conversation
0: between Mother Gwena
1: and Nanave,
0: Yeah I had the same feeling that you had about Talonvor in that I didn't remember Mother Gwena but as soon as that scene happened I was like oh I have such a warm feeling about this character like I feel like she's going to be important in a way that I've forgotten and I did sort of love the battle of the wisdoms like well what yeah. would you give somebody yes, who had same. this kind of pain and like well what about this situation what do you do for a broken this and that and they're like going back and forth and the it's other two girls are cute. like oh my god.
1: But then Egwene is like annoying yes. and is like oh god okay do you really think you need to know these things again right and it's really petty and unnecessary and Neneve is like okay but then she's able this is their in and so they're able to have this conversation and Neneve has to use kind of double speak to get around the questions that Mother Gwena is asking her. Mm-hmm. Um, and she does it very well and very smartly, like kind of giving her enough information that proves that they cannot say it in and in- and they'll need to
0: rent some rooms essentially. Yeah. Um and like without like she she manages to make their situation understood to Mother Gwena in this way. It's like it's really dangerous. Like there are dark yeah. friends, there are these women, like they're they've murdered people. We're coming after them because we're the only ones who can. Mm-hmm. And so she's giving them a sense of the gravity of the situation without telling them anything that can get exactly. her into danger. So it's really well done. Yeah. I hate this. This chapter ending. I kind of hated.
1: Yeah. Cause it's terrible. It's so terrible. like I did So really quickly before we get to that, I liked that. Uh, Mother Gwena calls. One of the dark beings fetch, which we heard in Ilian, which I thought was very cool. Because then I looked at, I went to look at the map, and Ilian and Terra right next to each Uh other, and I was uh like, "That's cool. That's like cool that like this vernacular exists along the coast." Oh yeah, totally. Right? I was like, "That's pretty neat." Yeah. Um. But then, so Mother Gwena goes off, um, to find this um thief catcher that she's said that she knows, Mm -hmm. and so irritating because like the minute she leaves Egwene who is irritated for god knows what reason turns to Neneve and is like you manipulate people as well as Moiraine which is an extremely low blow like so low so low and unnecessary like it doesn't make make sense like so Elaine smacks her which I was like (laughs) deserved, but it Character-wise, it makes absolute no yeah. sense in this moment of mm-hmm. like why Egwene would not recognize the necessity
0: of this. Yeah. And 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 Egwene's just like, well, I know we have to do this, but I don't have to like it. And it's like, like you think Nynaeve likes doing this. Like right? there's no she's so it's, it is. It's it's sort of like the parent Moiraine dynamic. It's unnecessarily oppositional. And it feels like Jordan was like, well, I need there to be a conflict here. So I'm just going to make them be stupid to each other.
1: Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And it hasn't made any sense. No. And he hasn't given us a good enough reason like, for
0: initially. Sure. Like they're having yeah. trouble adjusting to their roles. But like to take it to this extent is just nonsense. No, it's it's very silly.
1: And it's so sad because the rest of the chapters are so strong and so good. Yeah. That like I agree that it it does end on a little bit of a bummer. Yeah, yeah. But mostly a great section. Lots mostly of mostly a great section. Lots of great
0: dream notes.
1: And we're coming up on the end. I think the next episode oh is gonna gosh, be the you're last. Right. The last one for this book, which is bananas. That is been
0: I cannot believe that we have now reached the end of book three. Yeah, because 49 through 56 are our next chapters. Mm-hmm that's wild that is wild man remember when we tried to do 10 chapters (laughs) we're already over an hour on this one and we didn't even have any intro news like come on now (laughs) god there's just so much to talk about there really is uh
1: okay uh so keep an eye out for future episodes every other wednesday next time we will be talking about chapters 49 through 56 of the dragon reborn and you can find the conversation and kind of keep up with us and and somewhat spattered talking (laughs) about what we're reading uh with hashtag tarvalon on or it's hashtag tarvalin or bust on twitter there it
0: is (laughs) thank you also to our patreon supporters who are helping us pay our uh hosting bills we super appreciate y'all And we would like to shout you out by name, as always, Sam S., David U., Amy R., Maradim, Mimi K., Amanda, Mark D., Heather J., Christina M., Malia H., Keith, Sirish G., Olivia K., Joshua S., Nicholas E., Michelle S., Michelle D., Denae, Destination Toast, Cat S, Jericho W, Sabre Bouquet, Thomas K, Elizabeth F, Emily, Evans K, Ola J, Yulia S, and Brian D. And if you would like to support us on Patreon, you can check it out, patreon.com slash Bust. We just have one level. It's a dollar. We drop some extras in there from time to time, but it is, like we said, mostly just to pay our hosting fees. So thank you to everybody who's contributing. Uh, And a big thank you to Brian Dunn, fellow Wheel of Time fan and musician who
1: created the amazing intro and outro tracks for this podcast. You can find more of his work at briandunnmusic.net. That is Brian with a Y and Dunn with two N's.
0: And if you're enjoying this show, please do leave a review and or rating on the podcast platform of your choice. It helps other folks to find the show. We super appreciate it. And we might read it on the air. I'm just saying. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, and in between shows, you can find us other places. We are on social media talking about all kinds of things, including our soon-to-be-released. Oh, actually, no, it w- it by, the time, released. Yes, by the time this episode goes up, Swordstone Table is going to be out. It's an anthology of King Arthur retellings that myself and Swapna co-edited. Swapna Krishna, who is one of Preeti's co-hosts on different podcasts she'll tell you about. And Preeti has a story in it. It's so I good. Do. I do. So yeah, Swordstone Table, look it up, get it from a bookstore if you like King Arthur retellings. It's awesome. Um, it's very cool. It's very, it's super cool. <laughs> if I do say so myself. <laughs> I'm very proud of it. And the stories are amazing. Let's see, where hey. else, where <laughs> else can you find, oh, sorry, what were you going to No, say? no, I was going to say, where can people find you? Oh, yeah. So people can find me on Twitter and Tumblr as Jen IRL, Jen with two N's, IRL, and on Instagram at I am Jen IRL. Uh, and you can find me on everything.
1: <laughs> Twitter, Tumblr, TikTok, Instagram, uh, at runwithskizzers, S-K-I-Z-Z-E-R-S. Uh, like Jen said, Swordstone Table is out now, which is very exciting. Um, I also have another anthology coming out this fall called Battle of the Bands, which is a YA anthology where every story takes place during a Battle of the Bands. Amazing. And my story is about those kids who sell merch, and it's called Merch Ado About Nothing. Yes.
0: <laughs> and I love it so much. I have much.
1: been that kid. I cannot wait to read that story. Ditto. Um, and you can also listen to uh, Desi Geek Girls, which is my other podcast with Swamda Krista, where we are currently covering Loki. Um, so those are the most recent episodes, I believe and yeah this episode is not the ending there are neither beginnings nor endings to the wheel of time but it is an ending
0: bye